When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Who will be the NFL MVP? Leading the way, I put other, okay, as an option. So I got Patrick Mahomes, Joe Burrow, Josh Allen, or other. 40% are saying other. And then 27% saying Joe Cool, Joe Burrow of the Bengals. 20% saying Patrick Mahomes, and 13% saying Josh Allen. I'll just put Patrick Mahomes. I haven't put two seconds of thought in it. I like him. He's on the best team. This is the Rod Peterson Show. Uh, yes, it is. Hello, everybody. Welcome inside on a very exciting day. It's what we call Football Friday here. And, uh, yeah, we got the bell ready to go. We're ready to talk ball. Thanks for joining us on Game Plus Television, WQEE Radio. I got to move this. I got to move my trusty thermos I got from my friends at the Canadian Football League so you can see the football that I got from the Canadian Football League. So, yeah, we're going to be talking a lot of CFL here today. Because what do they say? fish where the fish are and there's a lot down here it's the fishing capital here in uh, south florida we're going to toronto uh where it is the capital of what darren moose dupont besides the self-appointed capital of the world uh, have you heard <laughs> you've been living there long enough what 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 is toronto no. the capital of Good question. Good question. But you know what? <laughs> I'm gonna get to I'm gonna get to the bottom of it and I'm gonna find out and I'll report back to you. Thank you. Well, hey, we're going to have some fun here today. I, <clears throat> We always do. Uh, so thanks for tuning in, everybody. Uh, the guests today include Jim Barker from the CFL on TSN. He's in hour one. And in hour two from the CFL on TSN, Paul LaPolice. Yes, we're good friends with TSN. Uh, the football people, the hockey people, all of the people. But I just want to say this. I learned this a long time ago, a few years ago, when I first came to South Florida, Darren, that we're the capital, we're the fishing capital. I told you that, right? I learned that on a jet ski in the Keys from my guy, Stevie. He's neighbors with Jimmy Johnson. Fishing capital. We are the golf capital. So I'm told. <laughs> I haven't bothered to put that out on my own. Uh, three, fitness capital. I'm working on it. And then not that, uh, recovery capital and addiction capital. And then I heard this the other day. It's the ballroom dancing capital. Did I tell you that story? Did I tell you that? How about that? No, you didn't. Yeah. Randy from Overtime Lanes, one of our newest sponsors here on the RP show, Overtime Lanes in, in uh, Calgary, amusement park for hockey players. Uh, he says, whereabouts in Florida are you? I said, Boca Raton. I said, you know the area? Nobody knows where Boca Raton is. And he goes, no, no, I, that, that, that's the ballroom capital, uh, ballroom dancing capital of America. <laughs> I'm like, what? Hey, we got another one. 
So yeah. So then, Randy, tell me, he's a big ballroom dancer, man, and uh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I could go on all day about that, but we got another one. Did they tell me we got another? Hey, Moose, can you talk about the game last night? Jared Goff throwing for 253 yards, and the Detroit Lions upsetting Kansas City 21-20. The boys say they're going to fix my audio here before we go any further. The this floor is yours. <laughs> well, thanks. Um, yeah, it was a great game last night. I watched probably three quarters of it out in the living room. I, I moved in to the bedroom to watch the fourth quarter and made it to the end of the game last night. It was a great game. I, we were really worried. I'm uh, not worried. We were wondering what Kansas City was going to look like. Um, obviously, no Chris Jones, who was there watching the game, by the way. They unveiled the championship banner. Um and no Travis Kelsey, who was on the sidelines. We learned just before the game he wasn't going to go because of the knee problem. And it turned out it was a factor in the game. Kadarius Tony had three drops, really bad. One was a perfectly thrown ball that was deflected right into a Detroit defender's arms for a touchdown that was promptly ran all the way back for a touchdown. So that was a big turning point in the game. But for me, it was less about that. It was more about... There's a changed culture in Detroit right now. There was moments in that second half where typically if you're a Detroit Lions fan, and I think about my entire life, they've never been a team that's been synonymous with winning. There's never been a in my lifetime. Uh, you've never thought about the D Detroit Lions as somebody who was a Super Bowl contender. Not that they're there yet, but they're close. They had a different level of confidence, and this Kansas City team didn't you know they only converted I think it was one third down in the entire second half that's not like Kansas City so at the end it was a 21-20 win Detroit made more big plays and they look like a different team and Kansas City looks like a different team after last night yeah no kidding so we're good to go and my apologies to the crew flying the Millennium Falcon Moose. Uh, I, I had a bit of a brain fart here in terms of my setup every day. So thank you guys for getting us ready to roll. And uh, so, and hey, that was the big news last night. 21-20 Detroit winning a very winnable game for the Chiefs. Uh, but that brings up the poll, which they lost. It's the first ever season opening loss for Patrick Mahomes, by the way, who was 5-0 and going into it. So the poll question today is very simply, are the Kansas City Chiefs in trouble that's the question across all the american talk shows we're watching today and our daily poll questions for key auto group at the key auto group you can buy with confidence knowing that they provide reports on all vehicles they sell get fully informed about your next vehicle by going to keyautogroup.ca uh, my answer to that what i would vote is no they're not it's the first game of the season but i will say this to you darren you can't tell me chris jones stock didn't go way up that they lose without him while he's holding out. And then, of course, Travis Kelsey not playing too. My question to this, and listen, we're going to have a ton of CFL talk, everybody, so just hold on. We'll get there. But I got to ask you, how did, why did it not affect the line? Kansas City was still favored by 4.5 or 5 points going in. Everybody knew Travis Kelsey wasn't going to play, and Chris Jones was holding out. So why, why was that not reflected? Those were major factors in the game last night. They were, but I think the reason the line didn't move is because of Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid. Look, we thought the Chiefs were going to take a step backwards when Travis Kelsey left. That offense didn't miss a beat. They've very much become plug-and-play, and Mahomes is so dynamic that he just makes things happen. And if you watch last night, he made enough things happen 
and found guys in open spots, but there was untimely mistakes and drops, right? If Kadarius Toney can haul in those passes over the middle, even one of them, we might be looking at a completely different game. So I think that's why the line didn't change. You know, I think Kelsey's being out really put some doubt in people's mind, but I don't think it made people bet on Detroit at scale. But you look at, like, their schedule when you ask if they're done. I I say no. I say long-term things will balance out. They'll get into the playoffs and do their thing. I don't know that they'll be a number one seed, but they've got to face Jacksonville, who's improved. The Bears are better. And then you got the Jets and Vikings. So it's a tough kind of start out of the gate for Kansas City, especially if Kelsey's out for any length of time, and same with Jones if they can't get that sorted out. Uh, And the other big news came down the afternoon of the game. Quarterback Joe Burrow has become the highest paid player in the NFL after signing a five-year, $275 million contract extension with the Cincinnati Bengals. 219 219 million of that's guaranteed. He's going to get an average of $55 million per year, which I believe makes him now the highest paid player in the NFL. And I'll only say this, that agent Alan Walsh, Primarily an NHL agent, right? We know that he's got, got Marc-Andre Fleury because of the things that he said. And Jonathan Huberto, by the way. I don't know if you saw his tweet, but he was like, wake up, NHL players. And I thought, was that because of the guaranteed money? Because there isn't as much guarantee to the National Hockey League or the fact that these guys are making $55 million a year. We're going nuts because Austin Matthews makes $13.25 million. Is he saying, do you think, Darren, I don't know if you saw his tweet, is he saying, you guys should be making more money? Or you guys should be getting more guaranteed money. What do you think Alan Walsh meant by that tweet? I think it's both. And I know, you know, if you follow Alan Walsh, you've seen for the last little while, he's been on a little bit of this mission or, you know, I don't want to call it a rampage, but he's been on a mission tweeting about salaries between hockey, baseball, basketball, and football and showing the discrepancy and how hockey continues to be the most underpaid. And he's put out tweets saying, this is how many players in the National Football League make more money than Connor McDavid and Austin Matthews. This is how many people in the NBA and in the MLB, how they'd be the 120th highest paid baseball player if they were uh, in Major League Baseball. So I think he's trying to push for NHL player salaries to grow. Um, they've continued to grow, but yeah, they're not, they're not matching football, basketball, and baseball right now. Yeah. Uh, look at the revenues, bro. Just go away. Just go away. But speaking of agents, did you end up watching the Johnny Manziel documentary? Because we watched it yesterday. You watched it? I think they could have split it into two, maybe three. Because it's a little long for one sitting. But uh, I loved <laughs> his agent, Eric Burkhardt, whom I believe I have his number. We got to get him on. Former agent Eric Burkhardt. Yes. Because he fired Johnny Manziel. I'll put my summation of my thoughts uh, in my 10 things column on the Johnny Manziel thing. But my takeaway was that he just doesn't love football that much. And he just wants to be left alone. End of story. Does that answer it for you? Does that answer it? Yeah. Because you said you were kind of left with a little left hanging at the end. I wasn't. I get it. No, I, I think that's a great, you know, takeaway from the show. I mean, when I think that it was left hanging, I wanted to see a little bit more. I mean, 
we saw Cliff Kingsbury in the documentary. You mentioned his former agent. It was just and his and his former best friend. I don't know if they're back, you know, as friends again. That was kind of coordinating all the autograph signings for him in college. But it was only the three. Like we didn't see anything from Cleveland. Um, there was zero about the Canadian Football League stint with the Montreal Alouettes. So I mean, I would have loved to see a little bit more of that. Heard from some people in Cleveland about how that went. You know, maybe some people up here in Canada. But um, overall, no, it's hard not to enjoy these things, especially when you're talking about characters like Johnny Football, because that a pretty wild circus he was in. Well, make no mistake, and uh, folks, you got to see it. With this started with Swamp Kings. I watched that four-part series on the Florida Gators under Urban Meyer, and then this Johnny Manziel thing. Everybody said, "Well, if you like that, you got to watch the Manziel thing," and I did. And I'm just like, let's just say, hey, he's an idiot. I'm not letting him off the hook. And his dad. It's an asshole. If you noticed in the documentary, he was, wasn't Johnny's fault. His idiot friends picked a fight in the bar, and Johnny just happened to have fake ID on him. And there was so much pressure on Johnny. Blah, 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 blah. Yes, it was never Johnny's fault. The dad should be hung up by his eyelids and punched till he blinks. And Johnny said, I became bigger than Texas A&M. Call it. He, he said, and maybe he did, but you don't say it. You know, yeah. so now having said all that, he's a jerk. He hasn't learned his lesson. I'm not defending Johnny in any way, but at this point in his life, he just wants to be left alone. And as I was talking to some of the guys from my uh, club last night, we, were all, we all got together for supper moose at the yard house. Not sure I took you down there, but um, I said, Johnny could go have one weekend signing in Vegas and make 100 grand cash. Like, frankly, they, there's nothing wrong in America. Now that I live here, I could confirm it even more. Nothing wrong with being a college star. And ask Vince Young. I've been there in Austin. And, and not that he was terrible in Tennessee. That's your team. But he's an icon in Austin, and that's pretty damn good. Tim Tebow is in, walks on water in Gainesville. You know, and Johnny, uh, yeah. however it is at College Station... He'll be fine. That's what he'll be remembered of. Other than that, just leave him alone. And on that part of it, I get it. By the way, just to prove that we're live daytime television across all of Canada, 10 provinces and 31 states, there will be no gold medal for Canada at the FIBA Basketball World Cup. The Canadians fell 95-86 to Serbia in this morning's semifinal game in Manila. R.J. Barrett led Canada with 23 points. Uh, Germany beat the USA, if you can believe, in the other semifinal. So it will be a Germany-Serbia uh, final. Canada out. We can go back to our lives. Uh, I will spend uh, a minute on this Canadian Football League. I wondered what the really odd thing was on my screen that was, it was this little wiggly on my breaking news bell. But if you really pay attention, you'll see a fat lizard crawling up my screen deck here. My line A as they call it here in Florida, screened-in patio. Um, tonight's CFL kickoff to Week 14, Friday Night Football. We got Jim Barker coming up. Oh, shoot. Is he next? I really got to speed it up. Yeah, Jim Barker's next. Well, uh, Jim next, Paul Apolise, Hour 2. Moose, you can break down more of the CFL games next hour when you come back, but... I was reading the game notes on this one. Initially, I picked Ottawa to win tonight at home over Hamilton. Then I got reading the game notes. I, did, I guess if I'm going to bet, I should probably do that. How do you feel about this? Hamilton's coming in on three days rest. Ottawa's had 11. Ottawa's lost five in a row. 
And Tanner Powell, his first three starts, three interceptions, no touchdowns. His last three starts, zero interceptions, and I think four touchdowns. Tanner Powell's getting better. Um, I, I think Hamilton goes in there and wins despite the rest. But given that information, does that you, you thought Hamilton would go in and win. Does the rest situation change your mind on that? It does make me think long and hard, um, the rest thing. But I'm going to stick with Hamilton because that's who I went with, and I'll, and I'll stay with it. Um, you know, and for Powell, the way he's evolved and grown through the last number of weeks, I think that's what you want out of a quarterback. You've got a good developmental system. I still love their head coach and Orlando Steinauer and what they're doing in Hamilton. It's a long process, but he's getting better, and I think that's a good thing. But... That only matters if you're winning football games. A team that's hosting the Grey Cup needs to start stringing together some wins. It starts this weekend. Uh, from the text line, Kirk in Toronto watching on Game Plus TV says, Hi, Rod. Always looking forward to the RP show, but nothing beats Football Friday. Thanks for doing this. For us football junkies, Brian and Hudson bases. I bet you Chris Jones will be signed by next weekend. Casey might be finding out that they have let too many receivers walk. The receivers didn't look good last night. And Jim in Belgoni says, uh, let's do this. Finish off a great week with a fantastic football Friday. Thanks, RP crew. Uh, Moose, next hour, we will play NFL Deal or No Deal for Bet, Regal, and a few other things. But thanks for this. See you in a few. Toodaloo. You bet. CFL on TSN's Jim Barker joins us next. It is a football Friday live on the Game Plus Television Network, WQEE Radio, podcast, and YouTube Live. big money on everything for your next project at Menards. Spring is here making it the perfect time for outdoor projects. Suncast storage sheds are an excellent solution for protecting outdoor lawn and gardening tools. They're easy to assemble and the all-weather construction provides water resistance and UV protection. Say big on Suncast storage sheds. View our selection of Suncast products today in store and on Menards.com. Save big money at when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, Football Friday continues live on Game Plus TV and Key Radio. Hey, by the way, collectors, register for the premier sports card convention where collectors, enthusiasts, and sports lovers unite to celebrate the beauty and value of their treasured items. Taking place in Red Deer, Alberta, in the Parkland Pavilion, September 29th, 30th, and October 1st. Get your tickets and more information at Premier Sports Card Con. That's premiersportscardcon.ca. Brand new partners of the RP show uh, coming your way in uh, Red Deer later this month. Okay, we're going to open up with Jim Barker, CFL on TSN. A quick thought, Barks, if you don't mind, his weekly appearance for EMJ Marketing. Was the Lions upset in Kansas City 21-20? 
Uh, how big of a shock, or maybe not a shock for you, was that result? Actually, when, you know, the, the Lions have been one of those anomalies, kind of, you know, we have teams up here like that, that they get all this hype. For them to go into Kansas City and play the way they did, I mean, they were physical. They basically physically took it to Kansas City. I didn't think Kansas City defensively held up well. Uh, like I, you just mentioned in your last thing, I think Chris Jones, you know, that's there's nothing worse in management than have to go and say, you know what, we need to get this done uh, because they know they're not going anywhere without him. And I, I think it was obvious that they just weren't as physical. So uh, kudos to the Detroit Lions, to Dan Campbell, the things they're doing there. And uh, I just, you know, they're, the, the one-two punch of Montgomery and Gibbs is, it's real. And, uh, you know, Jared Goff, I, I don't think the Rams believed that he could be the guy who could, who could win Super Bowls for him. You know, in this kind of a system with what they're doing where, you know, he basically, he's not in a whole lot of gun. He's not in a whole ton of drop back. Uh, you know, he, he occasional drop back and he actually looks better in it than he ever has. So I, this did, I think this is a good football team that's uh, well coached and, and doing the right things. They're on the right track. If any franchise and fan base deserves it, it's them. Uh, so if you saw the last segment, you heard us talking about Hamilton, Ottawa tonight. This one is a tough one for me. Red Black stumbling coming in, but they are coming off a bye. They've lost five in a row. Hamilton playing on three days rest, but this Taylor Powell's learning every week and getting better. What's your assessment of uh, tonight's game at TD Place? Well, like you, I always like to take the better team, and Hamilton's beat them twice. Um, but I was involved in that Calgary-Edmonton turnaround, that three days in between games. And, you know, the one year, 2003, where we actually won on Labor Day, by, by Friday, you know, you figure that the players go out and celebrate, and then you come back, your next day's really not much, and then you have one day to... When you're playing the same team, it's actually workable. I've never seen the three-day turnaround with a team playing a team coming off of a bye. I think that's just too much. I'm, I, again, I, I'm not a gambling man, but if I was, I, this is Ottawa's opportunity. This is a must-win for Ottawa. If Ottawa doesn't win this game, they're going to be done. I mean, they play no more teams under 500 the rest of the way. They have, they'll have six games after tonight. If they don't win tonight, they are done. And uh, if if having two weeks to prepare, they've been watching film of Hamilton for two weeks, and now they're playing a team that really had no practice. Um, they had one day, and it was so hot out, they probably didn't get a whole lot done. Uh, if if Ottawa can't beat Hamilton in this situation, Ottawa's they're, they're just they're worse than we thought they were. So I would pick Ottawa tonight. I just think that this is a game that, uh, again, I've been in the league for almost 30 years. I've never seen the three-day turnaround not playing the same team. Uh, it's it, That's a tough one. And uh, playing a team also coming off of a bye. So if Ottawa can't do this one, I, I just I don't I don't know that they can win again. Great assessment, and so rest 
is a big factor despite the losing streak that they currently carry. Hey, to the triple header on Saturday, man, are you got are you got some Pedialytes? You got uh, whatever it takes to get you going all day. <laughs> How long are you going to be on television Saturday? The whole day. We get we get in around wow. ten thirty or eleven, and we will be there until. You know, when the, till that final game ends. And, uh, you know, it's Calgary and Edmonton. But they're exciting games. And that makes it, that makes it intriguing. So we start with Toronto-Montreal. And, and they're, they're one, th- one of the things that's going to happen, or either Montreal is going to say, you know what, we really are a legitimate top-end team. And they're going to go into Toronto and win. Or Toronto's going to say, you know what, we're going to clinch this playoff spot. We're going to put ourselves so far ahead that it's going to take the pressure off of us a little bit coming down the stretch. Uh, again, it's just a great matchup for right now. Uh, then you get the rematch of the, the best game of the Labor Day weekend, the Saskatchewan-Winnipeg game. That was, I mean, how could you how could you script that out? It was absolutely classic CFL football in every sense. Um I have a feeling that this game is going to be extremely physical. Um, again, the Pete Robertson situation, that was, uh, that was unfortunate. You know? You, know, you know, Rod, when you and I used to play, when you made a great play, get up and you'd high five anybody. And nowadays they headbutt guys. I honestly believe if that was Micah Johnson, it would have been Micah Johnson that he headbutted. And he just, the first person he saw was Zach. Instead of giving him a high five like we used to do, he gave him a headbutt. And I don't think it was an intentional, oh, there's Zach Caleros. I'm going to go give him a headbutt because I can knock him. I don't think it was anything like that. I think it was the emotion of we just stopped him on the biggest play of the game. I'm pumped up. And... Like I say, he just looked around and it looked like the first person he saw was Zach. And it was unfortunate. And he deserves to be suspended. I'm not by any means saying he did. He deserves to be suspended. They have to control that. But I I just think the emotions of this game, while I thought the game on on Sunday was very physical, I think it's going to go up a notch. Uh, I think for Saskatchewan to win, they need to do the same kinds of things that uh, that they did against against Winnipeg. I thought they ran the ball. They used Morrow out of the backfield. It was just uh, it was a thing of beauty, and that's you know that's one of Winnipeg's issues is is getting guys covered coming out of the backfield. And I thought they did a great job there. So uh, that's going to be just such a fun game to watch. You know, snot bubbles all over IG Field. It's going to be. They're going to be hitting like nobody's business. And then, you know, in the nightcap, we get the Calgary-Edmonton game. And Calgary comes from way behind to beat Edmonton. Uh, again, that stopped their, stopped their winning streak. But Trey Ford, again, played pretty well. He couldn't throw the ball when they had to throw it, uh, which was a little disappointing. Um, but I just think this is going to be a really interesting game from so many different angles. Uh, who's good? This one to me is the toughest one to pick. Uh, I honestly, I, if I was if I was a betting man, I think I would bet with Edmonton because I do think that uh, in Trey Ford they have somebody that can hurt you so many different ways. Now whether he's ever going to become the passer that he needs to be, that when they're behind and they need to throw, can he be that guy? I don't know. He reminds me. 
you know, people were talking about Flutie and Chris Jones mentioned Flutie and, you know, and Flutie was a passer who ran the ball. That I mean, and, and maybe Trey will become that. He reminds me of Tracy Ham, and I had Tracy in Montreal at, toward the mm-hmm. end of his career when he became a much better passer. He became much, just much better at getting the ball out of his hands, his accuracy and things. And that's who he reminds me of because Tracy had unbelievable spot quickness. Like he, you, you couldn't tackle him in a phone booth. He was just, he was a jitterbug. And that's that to me is what. I see Trey Ford more as Tracy Ham maybe than Doug Flutie at this point. Now, maybe he'll evolve into Doug. And I had Doug in his last year in the CFL. So obviously he was a, a finished product by that point. But I always saw him as a passer that could hurt you with the run. And kind of like what Mahomes does with Kansas City. He's a passer who can hurt you with the run. Where I see Trey Ford as a runner who could hurt you with the arm. But I, that's the way I see it right now. I know Trey doesn't want that, but that's kind of where he is right now. And, you know, again, I, I, watching him evolve is going to be fun these last few weeks. Uh, but this is an interesting game because if Calgary can win, it's going to put them in the hunt for the potentially for the crossover, especially if Ottawa beats Hamilton. So much. I love. How can you not stay I love. Saturday? I know. <laughs> well, I'll be awake for it all. I love Chris Jones, as many people know. But the, 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 the Trey, Trey Ford compared to Doug Flutie, just stop, stop. <laughs> Trey Ford looks really good at his best. When he's at his best, he looks real good. He's got a long ways to go. Now, you talk about the excitement. You're right, Jim. That I was reading the game notes here just this morning. Winnipeg and Sask. Sask has never beaten Winnipeg ever, ever ever in overtime never happened till last week i mean that's what's great about this game and just sports you never know what's going to happen when you go to the ballpark right which by the way bombers are favored by six and a half uh sorry eight and a half in the banjo bowl that do you think that the tables turn here when they're at home like what are the factors for winnipeg in this game to win it well to me the biggest thing is i think their focus on offense is going to be at a different level. I just don't I don't think they had they just didn't seem totally I don't know there was just something wrong with them offensively. They weren't their normal crisp uh you know even the running game with Oliveira it's just a credit to the defensive front. And I think we sometimes don't give Saskatchewan's defensive cr- uh, front the credit it deserves because I felt in the run game they they basically kept Oliveira to you know, three, four-yard gains. He had a couple of long ones that he that he broke out of, but for the most part, I thought they did a great job on him. That's, I believe, going to, I think they're going to do a much better job running the ball, uh, Winnipeg will, which will then open up their passing game a little bit more. I do like the, uh, the Winnipeg receivers against the Saskatchewan defensive backs, um, but again, it's got to be, they got to be able to run the ball to make that stuff work for Zach. So, again, I just didn't think their offense looked real sharp. I thought their defense was okay, um, but when Saskatchewan needed and, and I'm going to give Jake Dolagala, I'm going to give Kelly Jeffries a ton of credit. You know how I always talk about quarterbacks and finding the right offensive coordinator? This is a case of, like, the offensive coordinator finding the right quarterback for the stuff he's comfortable doing. I think he's more comfortable with Jake Dolagala than he was with with uh, Mason Fine. Uh, I think he's a little bit more like Trevor. 
Um, but I, I just thought his plan with Dolagala was fantastic. Dolagala looked—he looked like a, a true, legitimate six-foot-seven drop-back quarterback who can throw the dig routes and throw those tough routes that shorter guys sometimes struggle with. So, uh, again, I give a lot of credit to Kelly uh, for, again, it may be a situation of an offensive coordinator finally finding the perfect quarterback for his system. It's it's kind of an interesting thought. Yeah, well, you knew Kelly Jeffrey from before. The, the Ryder fans were all over him. Who's this guy? And I'm like, just give him a chance. You knew him. Didn't you say you guys had him on the Argos staff back in the day? Yeah, he, he coached special teams for us, but I knew him back when he was at UNLV just starting out. We kind of, our paths crossed long before, long before he came to work for us with the Argos. So, you know, he's a good football coach. Uh, again, he, his, his systems are more Bill Walsh-like than they are anything anything else and like i say watching that game it was about uh middle of the second quarter i said man this is like kelly has found his guy that can do the stuff he wants he, he had thrown a a layered dig route and he he drilled it right in and i thought now that's the stuff that he wants to do that's the stuff that they used to do when he was at unlv that's the old west coast offense type of stuff and I thought, man, it's really rare. Usually it's the quarterback needs the offensive coordinator that can adapt to him. Here's an offensive coordinator that's maybe found a quarterback that really fits the stuff he, he loves doing. And a great job by them to win games without their top two guys. Let's not forget about that, right? That hasn't been easy on them. So, Jim, always love it. The viewers love it. Um, help you get a good nap, get a good sleep tonight. And we'll be watching all day tomorrow down here on CBS Sports Network. My favorite Network. 10 minutes of the week. 10 minutes on uh, ours too. Friday with Rod Peterson. Ours I too. look forward to it. <laughs> Us too. Thanks, Sparks. Thanks, Have a great weekend. Okay. We'll be right back with a sports update, everybody. Paul Lapolice coming in an hour two of his debut on the RP show. He's like, ask me about the suspension. Ask me about the suspension. So that'll be good. You just got Jim's take. We'll be right back. We are live on the Game Plus TV network, WQEE Radio, podcast, and YouTube Live. Boy, are we having fun as advertised on a football Friday. Thanks, everybody, for being a part of it. I just realized that John Ohm, Ohm was with us, and now he's gone. He said he's gone golfing. So uh, hit him straight, John. Thanks for being part of our show in Winnipeg till this point. Um, Jeff, the Stamps fan, writing in regarding Jim Barker's take on one Jake Dolagala the Saskatchewan quarterback, uh, Jeff the Stamps fan, says, unfortunately, you can see an all-too-familiar cycle starting in Ryder Nation again, building a quarterback up to godlike status that he can't possibly live up to, then the fall. I'm just passing it along. I've seen it. I don't know that there's going to be a fall with uh, Dolagala, but they are, you got half of it, right? They're certainly building him up like he... And they're comparing Trey Ford to Doug Flutie.
Stop the world, I want to get off. And I apologize, by the way, to everybody that wrote in with questions for Jim Barker. I didn't get them until we were on the air. I didn't even look at the computer when I was on with Barks, as you noticed. So if you have questions for our guests, get them in ahead of time. I'll do my best. And I, I apologize, Craig Smith, Smitty, uh, that I didn't get to yours. Nelson, our VP of Sim Events, says it's a massive football weekend. Thursday night football last night. Friday night football tonight. Nine hours of CFL Saturday. Stack of NFL Sunday. Cap with Monday night football. You didn't even talk about college there, Nelson. And for that matter, Canadian University. Junior teams coming off a bye. Uh, in the PFC, I, I don't know if they were all across the Canadian Junior Football League. Jim Barker getting him riled up in Winnipeg with his take on Pete Robinson's suspension, saying uh, he just got up and wanted to headbutt somebody. He didn't realize it was the quarterback of Winnipeg. David Ice watching in Winnipeg says, I'm pretty sure Pete Robinson can tell the difference between blue and gold versus green and white. I don't buy that reasoning. Here's the thing about Jim, why it makes him so great. He don't care what anybody thinks. Uh, nor do I, by the way, if you haven't quite figured that out yet. So that's his take. Regarding the game in Ottawa tonight, Navy Don writes in, he says, Ottawa all the way. Dustin Crum gets help from his receivers. Don, if you're going to the game, please send me a picture, please, and thank you. <laughs> now, there was the message from John Ohm saying, uh, <laughs> I just, I'm going to pass this along. This is what I get asked, these types of things. Um, he says, I have a tea time at noon. Can you speed up the show? Joking. How about that? Have a great show and weekend. How about you move your tea time back? How about that? Bingo. John Ohm. Yeah, bingo. Approved. Approved. David of Winnipeg says, looking sharp, RP and Moose. Happy Friday. Go Bombers. I just realized that I've got a shirt on that matches our banner. That, how about that? That was not planned, just so you know. Hey, how about this one, Clark? I had a longtime friend of mine texting me last night. He somehow got a hold of my U.S. number. But it's okay, because he's a longtime friend of mine from 30 years ago. Why am, I, why am I connecting with all these friends from 30 years ago? Like, I, when, when I say that, I haven't heard from them, much less thought of them, for 30 years. But I, You know why it is, Clark? It's because we're on Shaw Rogers Channel 230. That's what it is. I just, duh. Two million more homes now that we're in, in Western Canada alone. So anyways, he writes me, I'm not going to even tell you his name, but he says, uh, Ron Dugay? You had on Ron Dugay? He goes, I just discovered your show. It's great. Yeah, well, thanks. We're only in year five, bro. See why we have him talk for 30 years? You know what I mean? I said, we have all the classics on the RP show. Just chill and get in. He's acting like it's all the newest, greatest thing. And I've been sitting here 1,077 episodes. They just found it this week. A sports update, by the way. 
How about this? The Chicago Blackhawks will retire Hall of Fame defenseman Chris Chelios's number seven jersey. The Blackhawks had Pearl Jam frontman Eddie Vedder deliver the news to his longtime friend during the band's concert at the United Center Thursday night. The 61-year-old Chelios, a Chicago native and former Moose Jaw Canuck, played for his hometown team from 1990 until he was traded to Detroit in March of 1999. He remains the team's career leader in penalty minutes with 1,495. Danny Wirtz, the chairman and CEO of the Chicago Blackhawks, said his late father, Rocky, wanted Shelley's number seven to be the next one retired by the franchise. Rocky Wirtz died in July at the age of 70. I'll say this again, like with Chelios. The ladies watching the show right now, particularly, you know, of a certain demographic, let's say 55 plus, which is what you know, we own, owns that demographic across Canada and moving into the United States as well. 55 plus age, male and female. The gals in Moose Jaw tell me they remember the day Chris Chelios rolled into Moose Jaw as a junior to play with the Canucks. They said he got out of the car. He was wearing white leather shoes, a suit, and I don't think he had a shirt on underneath it. The way the story was related to me. And that Chelios just looked like a million bucks. He still does. But imagine about 18 showing up in uh, Moose Jaw, Saskatchewan. They'd never seen something like that before, I don't think. Yusei Kikuchi gets the start tonight as the Toronto Blue Jays begin a critical homestand with a series against the Kansas City Royals. Toronto will also host the Texas Rangers and Boston Red Sox over the next series, or the next few uh, series. Kansas City has not yet named its starting pitcher for tonight's game as of this writing. Uh, and Rayson Liu holds a one-shot lead heading into the second round of the LPGA Tour's Kroger Queen City Championship in Ohio. Canada's Brooke Henderson now tied for 49th after a one-under-71 round. Sports update is for Common Crown Brewing Company. They have the perfect craft beer for your enjoyment, featuring their core five. Good Company Hazy Pale Ale, Common Crown Crafted Lager, Journeyman IPA, Brewmaster Blonde Ale, and Coppersmith Brown Ale. Four of those sit below 5% ABV, making them the ideal beer for your everyday common affair. Full-on audience takeover when we come back. Coming up in Hour 2, Paul Lapolice to lead off Hour 2. Moose will rejoin us as we'll play NFL Deal or No Deal for Bet Regal. We're live on Game Plus, WQEE Radio podcast and YouTube live. Welcome back, everybody. What a great show we got going on today. By the way, I don't ask for a lot, but can you please do me a favor? You see Common Crown Brewery on the screen. Uh, that's actually, you can help me there too. They are our new sponsor of our sports updates and in part bringing you hockey coverage every day in the RP show. They got a bar there at the brewery, okay? 
I've been there. In Calgary, 28th Street Northeast. Head down to the tap room Thursday through Saturday, noon to 8 p.m. It's their own bar. T- take a friend or two, because if you show up alone, it'll look weird. But they've got all their beers in a cooler. Go check them out. They've got big screen TVs. They have the RP show on, from what I understand, uh, when we are live. But noon to 8 p.m., Thursday, Friday, Saturday, head down there. And we got a brand new sponsor today. And this is what I really want you to help us out. Collectors. Register for the premier sports card convention where collectors, enthusiasts, and sports lovers unite to celebrate the beauty and value of their treasured items. Taking place in Red Deer, Alberta, in the Parkland Pavilion, September 29th, 30th, and October 1st. Get your tickets and more information at premiersportscardcon.ca. And you can also follow them on Instagram because that's uh, where I even discovered them. Premier Sports Card Con. I'm going on Sunday to one here in Hollywood, Florida. Matthew Kachuk is going to be there. The biggest star on the Florida Panthers and a finalist for NHL MVP last year. So these things are a lot of fun. Three days in Red Deer, September 29th, 30th, and October 1st. I don't ask you a lot of favors, but I'm asking you this. Go to their website, premiersportscardcon.ca, and sign up and go if you can. But at least check them out. 902-518-3033 is the text line. Buffalo Bill writes in from North Dakota and says, Football Friday approved. Yeah, everybody's geeked up, man. It's the biggest football, best football weekend of the year. Interesting comment from Jen at the Four Seasons. She writes in and says, Good morning, everyone. Crazy game last night. Got that game wrong in my picks. LOL. And she says, uh, I didn't know that Jared Goff is undefeated against Mahomes. Isn't that something? Um, That's a really interesting point. I mean, that's why I don't bet a lot. If I were to bet, I would bet on the Canadian Football League because that's the league that I know the most. I just can't imagine being a rube. And going putting money down on something, you might as well go put it on a damn spin of a roulette wheel. Or even a blackjack hand. If you're going to bet on sports, but you don't know. Not you, General. I'm saying anybody. Like, I didn't know that either. But I didn't bet on it. <laughs> you know? Jim Barker had that interesting analysis of Ottawa versus Hamilton tonight. Ottawa's coming off a bye. Even though they've lost five games in a row. They've had 11 days rest. Hamilton's got three. And even though they're getting better with their third-string quarterback, Taylor Powell, he's like, take Ottawa. And that's why we should never doubt the bet regal odds makers who have the Red Blacks favored by four. Talking a lot of CFL uh, here. I hope that you enjoy it. There are friends sending me the gift package here uh, earlier this week. And as our CEO, Joe Gunnis said, fish where the fish are. It's our biggest audience is CFL fans. Well, isn't this interesting? Uh, Wayne in Victoria, BC says, I just realized that the RP show is over four years old. I believe it was June of 2019 that I watched the first episode. Yeah, June 3rd, 2019. And I would say, Wayne, you've been here for over 98% of them. So I really appreciate you. For that. A lot. Nelson, last minute of play. 
Ted in Red Deer says, my tea time beckons. Have to catch Lapo on PBR. Great week of shows, RP. Have a fantasy, fantastic weekend, everyone. Um, team effort by everybody. It's been a great week of shows for sure. And you guys, move those tea times back. They say it's not the same watching it on a recorded versus live. You know that, Ted and Red Deer. But you do you. I'll do me. Nelson says, uh, even when you know the league the most, who saw the Elks coming out of hibernation to compete? Well, the odds were going to be they weren't going to be terrible forever. They were going to win at least one game, so now they've won two. And all of a sudden, their quarterback's Doug Flutie. Okay. Next hour, Paul Lapolis. This is going to be fun with my buddy Lapo. Stick around after this brief pause on Game Plus and Key Radio. mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.